Good evening, sculptors. You are live with the co-host, myself, Rob Katona, featuring the host of Sculpt Your Life, the one, the only, Stephanie Katona, my older sister. What's happening, sis? What's going on, bro? No, not too much. Haven't seen you for a while. Looking uh, good. No, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, today was pretty productive did my workout basked in the sun for a few hours yeah. meditated it's kind of hard these days feeling isn't it? centered yeah <laughs> gotta get you know motivated in the home so so give me give me a scoop so what are we talking about today on episode one all right guys so in episode one of the podcast we're gonna be talking all about our habits and behaviors Ooh, because yeah it's a great topic because they are the key and the foundation to our success when it comes to our health our relationships business or anything in life yeah pretty much anything so humans by nature were creature of habits and 45 percent of our activities in a given day are habitual performed automatically without actually giving it much thought so essentially there are set there are a set of automatic unconscious thoughts and behaviors and emotions that develop through repetition it's basically when you've done something so many times that your body's programmed to become the mind. So over time, your body is taking your mind into this predictable future based on what you've been doing in the past. So if you're not in the present, then you are likely stuck in a program. So some important questions to ask ourselves and to reflect on when it comes to our habits and our behaviors is, Things like, what do you eat and why? What are your cravings? Is there a childhood association with certain foods? Do you emotionally eat? Do you eat out of boredom because you're stressed? So really tuning into your body and your and understanding your habits when it comes to your nutrition is really important then you ask yourself how do you deal with stress and pressure do you run away and turn to substances sex travel or do you turn to healthier healthier alternatives such as meditation journaling getting a massage and what are the behaviors that you have when it comes to relationships? Do you tend to chase unavailable people? Do you self-sabotage in love to avoid getting hurt? What are the patterns and behaviors that you have when it comes to relationships? So these are just some areas that you can ask yourself a little bit about what your habits and behaviors are. And Right now, I'd like to actually use my brother as a leading example of someone who has transformed his life on all levels, physically, mentally, and emotionally. In a one-year period, it certainly was not an overnight process. No, far from it. Ultimately, he began implementing these healthier habits with consistency day in and day out. And honestly, it's really quite inspiring. I have been very much inspired by his transformation and his whole journey in the last year. So I'd really love for him to tell us about his, tell us about your fitness journey and your personal healing journey in the last year. What are the habits that you have implemented that have made a difference for you physically, emotionally, and mentally? I think we gotta take a step back here first and kind of give people a context of who I was a year ago. So I was about 40 pounds overweight. I was a firecracker. And what I mean by firecracker, I mean an extremely volatile and angry person. Not 
um, destructive towards other people, but just a very, very loose cannon that would get set off by the the smallest things like the most minute things and be blowing up like a little child right obviously it's very destructive and also to a lot of a lot of drinking to use for like coping mechanisms right so there's the background now the first things first what i have to say is you will have to have a burning desire of wanting to change you might not know exactly what needs to be changed but you like you are just uncomfortable with the person that you are in this moment all right and the easiest thing i can say is just being just taking inventory of your emotions all right or how are you feeling do you feel depressed do you feel happy right and when you can see what your emotions are and what kind of stirs things up on you it's kind of your emotions are like your guidance system right and that's what i've used now you have to be able to actually um be present that's the biggest thing i can say is being on 100 present so i'll give out uh, a big shout out for meditation if people are into it that's a big thing yeah so like i mean i've witnessed your physical transformation of losing you know 30 pounds over the year and then also yeah. transitioning really making these big changes on an emotional level by implementing meditation so can you talk to us a little bit about the steps in terms of your physical transformation like how did you start that journey and then how did you get into the meditation just break it down for us so i think the easiest thing so with it is I'm just going to come back to it is you're going to have to take inventory, right? You have to, um, you don't have to go as extreme as I did actually like counting everything, but you do have to count, uh, what you're eating to a certain extent, because if, if you don't know what's coming into your body, you're going to have no way to measure it. Mm-hmm. All right. And the simplest things was, you know, the, the smallest, minute changes, if you drink pop, to drink water mm-hmm. right and just taking inventory of small changes how, it's the small changes really that add up over time and like mm-hmm. i've tried like the most extreme methods you know extreme weight and everything mm-hmm. and what i've came to lose this is a marathon not a hundred meter dash exactly right and it's okay to make a mistake you mm-hmm. know or you overate one day or anything like that that's fine tomorrow's a new day mm-hmm. but it's not an excuse to keep going down that path as an excuse absolutely and so you would say that someone who's just starting out on their fitness journey uh the way you did you have to start small that's you have definitely to start right 40 and pounds overweight in the gym it's an uncomfortable feeling and whoever's out there i i get it but mm-hmm. you have to do it right and so starting small could look like you know adding you know for example, eating breakfast every day for the next two weeks or making the commitment to work out three days a week and just then adding on after that. One thing at a time. That's how we create habits, right? Well, that's it. One thing at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever you try to do too much too quick, Mm -hmm. you basically, you you put too much strain on yourself and you're setting up yourself up for failure. You'd rather just make those small incremental changes. Absolutely. Right? over time and you have to remember that 
it's a marathon. Nothing changes overnight. You have to, and the biggest thing is consistency, right? You can't just, you know, eat one day okay, next day crappy. You know, go to the gym one day, go in the two weeks later, and expecting the results you have. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And now, on an emotional, on an emotional level, you. You, you you talked about your transformation from being very angry, very full of rage, and then now you're, you know, just the most calm and centered that I've ever known you. And I, and like you said, meditation has changed your life. Now talk a little, give us some background or like talk a little bit about how you began the meditation practice and how one would implement it the way you did as like in these small stages to create a habit out of it. So I, first of all, I have to give a huge shout out to our meditation teacher Angela like I'm gonna drop, yes. I'm gonna drop her a link because like we're dropping her a link in this be, episode this, guys this girl has okay this woman has literally altered my course of my life okay I should say she's she can only show you the door right it's only for you to walk through it right absolutely and so the biggest thing is with it with meditation is consistency right mm-hmm. instead of being somebody that's so logical and forceful it's one of those things that you can't force Mm -hmm. right you have to you know you have to leave your ego out of it right and you're gonna have to remember it's like any new skill it's going to take time and practice absolutely like i remember the very first time i tried to meditate like she's like okay remain (laughs) calm okay so i'm laying on the mat and i'm like okay all right relax I'm and, telling, I'm telling myself, and all your thoughts it, are it, going it, crazy. It was, it was like the most painful thing I ever did, but over time, mm-hmm. it progressively got better. Five minutes turned to seven minutes, seven to ten, ten to twenty. Right? It's like that's the biggest thing is that you know, you ha- it's a practice. It's mm-hmm. not it, a practice is something you continually work on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, and that I love that that example of that's and that's my advice for people who are just getting beginning with meditation is to start with 2 to 5 minutes and then on a weekly or bi-weekly basis you just increase that time and then and and really sticking to picking one one to two days a week that you're going to do that practice so that it becomes a habit. Yeah, and that's the that's the biggest thing is that you know, set attainable actual goals that you can you that you can do right so now steph tell us about your journey and some examples of new habits that you've instilled and implemented into your life over the last year yeah so i'd love to share a few things that i've implemented in my life a few habits that i've implemented in my life over the last year and the most important one being meditation and i'd like to actually just debunk the myth about meditation and what it really is because initially i used to think that it was basically you're you're a zen you're you're just in this complete monk you're (laughs) like a monk in this complete zen state and you have no thoughts and you're just completely in this you know floaty like zend out space right and the thing is with meditation is you're always gonna have thoughts regardless and someone like me I'm an overthinker and I'm constantly in my head so for me to grasp this was really hard at first but basically to break it down for you guys 
meditation is not about not having thoughts. What happens in this meditative state is you're still going to have the thoughts coming to you regardless. But the key is to not get attached to these thoughts. You, yes. When they come, you let them float away without judgment because they will pass if you just detach from them they pass and that was the biggest thing that that I learned about meditation and so really what it is it's about connecting to yourself in complete stillness without any sensory input so there's there's no sight no no um, taste no feel no touch so when you're removing these these sensory inputs which means less distractions you are you become you you get into this heightened state where you can access important messages informations and feelings that may have otherwise been blocked yeah and to be honest i just want to just um just make a point on it when you're talking about not getting attached to thoughts my analogy what i use is just imagine you're sitting on a bench mm-hmm. and you see a, a bus coming by you recognize it you can see it your bus is imagine that's your thoughts Exactly. And then you just let it go. You see it go down and you don't get attached to it. That's exactly. it. That's exactly. how I would, I was how I would try to imagine it for somebody. That's a perfect way to describe it actually. And so meditation has really changed my life in terms of helping me become more centered, centered, more grounded and more present and aware of the thoughts and emotions that I'm feeling at any given time. So I started simply by doing it twice a week for 10 to 15 minutes. I started really slow and I eased my way into it because I knew that if I overcommitted and you know right off the bat was like I'm going to meditate five to seven days a week it would not stick so I started twice a week and then after a month or two months I increased it to three times a week and then from there it just you know built up momentum and I gradually kept adding on so that was the biggest change and new habit that I implemented in the in the last year another thing that I did was I started practicing doing breath work and taking deep belly breaths whenever there was an uncomfortable emotion or situation that I was that I was in so I would become become more present and conscious and witness the emotions and thoughts instead of reverting to my old model of this knee-jerk reactivity I would be more consciously aware of responding to a situation rather than reacting. And so by practicing breath work and doing this deep, the, the, the deep belly breaths is it recenters you and it brings you back into this conscious present state. So by doing this and implementing this into my life, it's improved my relationships so with myself. It's so liberating. Eh? It's so liberating. It improved my relationship with myself and with others. And you feel much more in your power when you're responding mm-hmm. rather than reacting. So these are the two things that I've implemented over the last year. And, you know, I love to give you guys some tips for creating new habits that are sustainable and that will last. And the, the first key is to make small changes with whatever habit that you're trying new habit that you're trying to adopt whether it's eating healthier whether it's drinking more water whether it's working out whether it's meditating is to start with small changes so you know if you're just trying to get on in a workout routine commit to two times a week don't commit to six days right off the bat because you it'll be much harder to to stick to your promise so committing to just twice a week for 30 minutes twice a week of meditation for 10 minutes so pick one to two habits 
do that for 21 days because it takes 21 days for you to create a new habit in the first place. To be honest, I feel like it's longer. It, it's it honestly, I think it's more towards the probably the 30 day mark of consistently doing something. So one to two habits, and then you can add on. And number two is to set that intention, whether it's before going to bed or upon waking up, setting that intention, saying it in your head, saying it out loud, writing it down. There's much more power behind it and the likelihood of you doing it is much higher. And number three, is to build empowerment and momentum. So recognize those changes and how you and journal how you feel is really important to continue building and creating more habits. Having a system in place that that can give you the sense of accomplishment is important to keep you motivated in the long run. So for example, if you started meditating 3 months ago, really take stock and ask yourself how you feel now versus how you felt before. And so when you recognize those small little changes and you acknowledge the small wins, you're much more likely to stay motivated to continue creating newer habits along the way. And that is what I've got for you guys today. And I just want to touch on it because there was this book that I read a while ago. It's called The Power of Habit by Charles uh, Duhigg. And for you out there that have habits that you're noticing what i want to say is it's not about removing habits it's transitioning them so if you have a bad habit that you don't like it's not you're gonna have to associate that habit with a new one that's more beneficial for you so that's what it is it's more of a transitioning rather than an actual removing absolutely i love that 100 percent agree on that and yeah. And, yeah, and that's how we're ending it off. So you know what? Thank you, Sculptors, for tuning in to our first episode. Just like I said, I want to give a big shout out to our meditation teacher, Angela Robson. You can find her at uh, Fusion Life, right? Uh, dot com. I'll drop a link. You'll have it all there for you. And um, Stephanie, where can we find you again? Once again, you guys can find me at Sculpture Life on Instagram. And how we spell that out? And it's S-K-L-P-T, Your Life, or visit my website, www.sklptyourlife.com. Thank you very much. And like always, keep sculpting.